everybody. Welcome to episode 157 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm the other host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and good morning, good evening, and good night. I'm one of your hoes. Hoes. She is a hoe. For, for show. show. Well, we got some stuff to talk about this week. It's going to be an exciting show because the stuff we watched, we got some things to say about it. Yep. You know, and those things will be in the form of words and sentences. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we finished two series that, uh, you know, as as you know, if you follow us, we don't uh, go episode to episode. So we had to wait till it was done. Um, And uh, then the other was a film that we actually watched a couple weeks ago and totally forgot about. I don't know what that says about the film, but we're going to talk about it. So um, we'll start. We'll start with the shows. Okay. We'll start with the shows. So, yeah. so uh, is there any other news? Anything else exciting happened? In, in I don't think so. News or I don't think so. Anything um, going on? Releases? Any weird, crazy shit? I don't think People so. People are going back to the theaters People now. People are. Yeah, I've been seeing more posts about first time in the theater in over a year posts, you know. I'm a little concerned about this 4K seating. I don't know about something that jolts me about. 4D, you mean? What did I say? 4K. <laughs> Yeah. I'm all for 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. It's just another, you know, uh, thing, you know, another um, gimmick to get people in the theaters. But I don't need shit spraying in my face or my seat <laughs> to jump around. I went on the Lilo and Stitch ride when it was a, in the. <laughs> that shit was awesome. You know, I, I, I don't. Stitches Adventure or whatever it was. Escape. Just, Stitches Escape. Yeah. That was a great ride. Well, that first got it was shut Alien, down. right? Because it was too scary. Yeah, but it was Alien first, right? Yeah. And it was. An, it was it, yeah. And then they then they thought, like, oh, we'll make it slightly less because it scared yeah. stupid kids. And so they were like, oh, let's make it with Stitch. But it, then it still did. I'm like, you well, guys... you're taking your stupid kid to something called Alien. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, come it's on. It's supposed to be scary. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not about that. You know, just give me a nice picture and good sound and... and I mean, I'm a little intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I, I want to try it once, but I don't think it's going to stick. Yeah, but I'm not going to go watch, you know, A Quiet Place 2 in that thing, you know? <laughs> like, that's just weird. <laughs> Have my ovaries vibrating yeah. through the whole film? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe a Marvel movie or something I could see, but uh, that's just weird. <clears throat> weird, weird, weird. I don't know. Is it, but is it for every film? I don't Probably know that, not. That I assume it's for the screen. bigger. Yeah, I don't Star know that they would screen crap. a quiet place too. I don't know how you would. I'm not going to put the, the latest uh, Meryl Streep film in there. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah, I really don't. Um, okay. Anyway, I think you should invest your money in shutting everybody the hell up in there. That would be. I, listen, I'd be going back in a second if that was the case. Yes. Let's shut people up and get them the fuck off their phones. Yeah. If I have to stare listen, at the I'm, light, I'm just as obsessed with my phone as anybody else. But oh when I, I'm in the theater. I don't want to see your screen. Like, stop it. That should, there, I should be allowed to hit you in the throat. Seriously. There's, there are circumstances where this should be legal. And that's one of them. If you're talking in a theater or on your phone, I should be able to just chop you right in the fucking throat. You know, like, it should just be like a thing where like your phone doesn't work in there or something, you know? Yes. I don't know. Somebody would be like, what if there's an emergency? And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in a movie theater if you're having an emergency? And what, what did you do in the 90s? Well, no, but like you know? some, they, this is like the, they're going to say like, oh, I should, you know, you can't do that because people have to have their phones in case of an emergency. It's like, well, here's the thing. If, if you're going to the movie theater and your phone is on in case there's an emergency, 
I mean, if it's an immediate emergency, like one that you expect, then you shouldn't be at the theater. Yeah. And then like to anticipate a potential emergency, well, that can be anywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's more for like parents who go to the movies and they have a babysitter and they want to be able to be contacted in case something happens with the with the kid or whatever. But it's like, you got to just trust the babysitter is going to do the right thing and watch the damn movie. Saying. Um, all You'll right. find out after. <laughs> You'll find out your kid needs a freaking kidney afterwards. Yeah. Um, that car accident is still going to exist after you get out of the movie theater. Yeah, but they may not, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, we're just jerks. Um, okay, so uh, the, I guess the first show that we'll talk about is Lupin. So we, because we, um, Asandiop. Asandiop. We had started the show <clears throat> earlier this year. I think that's when it came out. I don't know. I think mm. it came out earlier this year. And then within the same year, we got a second season. Well, Brilliant. I, I feel it. I feel like it's part one and part two of the first season. That's what it feels like to me, but I don't know. That's the second season. Because uh-huh. the, the next one is season three. Mm. They dropped the first one. It did really well, but I guess they were already <clears throat> filming season two or whatever was You know going it did on. well because the trailer for season two <clears throat> or part two or whatever it is, um, they completely, they cut it in a way that they avoided the fact that it was in French, you know? <laughs> so they had all the, the, the lines dubbed and then they would have those lines, you know, during action or, or something like that. And um, I noticed that, uh, you know, or like over the shoulder shots and stuff. Mm. So I noticed they tried to like trick people into thinking that it wasn't a French show. <clears throat> I think it did well. I hope so. It deserves to, it deserves to do well. Obviously it did. Otherwise they wouldn't have continued. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we jumped on earlier this year and then we were so I honestly thought it was going to be later on in the in the summer. I thought like probably July or August that season two would drop when they said summer. Yeah. Um, but we already got season two. And of course, we binged it in what, like two, two, three working days or something. Yeah. Like I mean, that. we could have done it all in a day, but it was like, you know, <clears throat> work and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a pretty quick binge. Like yeah. You do it in a weekend. These were longer, though. I believe the first season yeah. had like half hour episodes and these, these were like 40 to 50 minutes in a good way, you know. So that was that was a pleasant surprise. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, with uh, with Lupin, I mean, we did talk about the first season, but uh, I'll just say again. So Omar C, uh, Ludovine, I think it's Ludovine or Ludovine, Sanier, uh, Hervé Pierre, Sofi- Sofiane Gerab. I want to say. Ho ho ho. Um, and so there's a bunch of directors. Uh, Louis Letier is one of them. Uh, George K. Uh, there was so Hugh, uh, Hugo Gelin, Ludovic Bernard, and Marcella Said. They all kind of took turns directing, doing doing episodes and 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 whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I'm still invested. Yeah, I, I think you know what's so great about this show is that this person is obviously well super crafty and and you know if you know anything about the story that they're basing this on or whatever like the. Lupin character that is, you know, referenced in the show, you know, it's, you know, this very kind of um, almost Sherlock type character, kind Mm -hmm. of like the French Sherlock, but he's not like superhuman, you know, like he still makes mistakes and he still like just barely gets out of situations and, and stuff. And I appreciated that about it because, you know, he's not like some elusive person that they never know who this person is or, or whatever, you know, they, you know, it's grounded a little bit more in reality, and I really appreciated that about it. And uh, yeah, the performances are great. It looks good. You know, I, I, it's an intriguing story too. You know, like there's 
you're constantly like, oh, oh, because because <laughs> you're surprised in French. Oh, 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 oh good one. Uh, and so it, it adds the stakes to it, because if this person's superhuman, you're like, well, clearly he's always going to be fine or whatever. But you add some more stakes to it by grounding it in reality a little bit more. I think that as much as I like it, the only thing that kind of bugs me a bit is that the stakes are never really high because I know he's going to find a way out of it. Well, that's baked in. I mean, no matter what this person is. Yeah, well, so, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's a little hard to be like, oh, no, this is such an unfortunate turn of events because it's like he's going to find some way uh, that would never work in reality to get out of the situation. It's a fun show. Like, this is to me, this is like Marvel. All right. Like mm. you, it's like watching a Marvel movie. Like you're not watching this for the logistics of it. Like none of well, this stuff would yeah. actually that's what happen. I'm saying. Like you know, happening. you know, going in that he's never going to like go to jail and that'll be over because it's the show. Like the fact that he's hiding in a city as like a six foot four, yeah, yeah, that, black man, yeah. like in 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 Paris or wherever the hell they are. Um, like every time he's like he's on the run and he's like, oh no, he's put on a hood. No one will find him now. It's like, yeah. but he's still the same. Like he does nothing to cover his face. Which like, how do you cover your face unless you're wearing a ski mask, which looks yeah. even more weird and uh, makes it even more suspicious. But it's like. <clears throat> there's no way for him to really hide in public. And so, and and he doesn't seem to try very hard either because like they won't even take like quiet routes. They're just walking straight through the city. Yeah, some like, cases dude, he's not even wearing like Everyone's a, looking uh, for you. Yeah. What are you doing? And he's massive. So it's like, this is not a difficult person to spot. Yeah. Um, we, we actually noticed that. I don't know why I thought he was more svelte in season one, but like- He's a big dude. Like, I just thought he was tall. Yeah. But he's stocky as well. Like, he's yeah. got some gams on yeah. him. And when he starts running, I'm like, I don't think he can run very fast because he probably weighs a lot because he's yeah. so tall and, like, yeah. he's just so massive. I'm just like, how Yeah, does I mean, he's, he's a great <laughs> actor and all, but I just feel like for a part like that, having somebody that looks much more uh, average in terms of, like, height and build and, um, you know, uh, I guess just height and build, really, because... Like height is the first thing that you notice about somebody generally, you know, especially if he's they're huge. tall, you know. Yeah. And so if if he was like five ten. He's tall and broad. Like yeah. that's that's an easy person to spot. Um and so in that, I'm like, you need to be extra careful, dude, because you're not like a little guy that like his friend. Yeah, his friend would have is like this tiny yeah. little guy, you know what I mean? And it's like, but you're like as soon as you're tall, what's the first thing people ask is like Height and race. Yeah. They're tall or short and what race were they? And weight, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, and their weight, maybe. But um, I just feel like there were times that he was not very careful at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be walking through this this crowd right now. He's making all kinds of eye contact with people. I'm like, don't look at anybody. Why are you looking at people? Don't <laughs> yeah. look at anybody. Just go, go, sir. What What is wrong with you? Um, but it doesn't matter because I know he's going to make it out. Um, and uh but for me the the adventure is how is he gonna you know like what how is this gonna transpire you know he's gonna make it out obviously yeah. but it's like what would he have to overcome to do it and 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 what because i mean you can't watch any show because you know no you know unless it's like game of thrones you know everybody's gonna be yeah i safe. mean it's i guess part of his character is that he's sort of um brazen in the way that he does things because like the dude that was going after him for instance the old guy right? No, not the old guy. Uh, the the guy who was actually going after him. He was he was inconspicuous, right? Because he's little. 
So oh, he guy, was yeah. able to just kind of like sneak about. You didn't see that guy. Um, but Lupin is such a, well, not, it's not Lupin, it's Diop. Diop. Son Diop. Uh, uh, Diop is just like such an obvious yeah. character that I just wish he was a little bit more careful. Um, and I think it would have added a little bit more of a surprise element because mm. it would have been like, oh, he's trying to be covert. But the fact that he was just like walking through a, a crowd with a cheesy smile, yeah. like just please this punch with himself. I'm like, you are just too much, sir. Yeah. Uh, you need to just tone it back. All right. There's a lot on the line here. Um, <laughs> but but I do really like the show. Um, I think they do a good job um, of, you know, in the storytelling. And um, yeah, I just think yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool show and, and I'm excited to see season three. I didn't know if I would be like still invested. I'm like, how much of this can we do? Um, well, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting for season three where they where they'll go with it. I actually hope they end it there because there's just so much of, because if he's really going in the direction that he claims to be going at the very end of the, of, yeah. the, of season two, really. then there would be nothing else to see really. If he's, if he's true to that, yeah. if he's not, then it's kind of like, you're a little bit of a dick, <laughs> right? Uh, because well, this that's lifestyle what I, that's what I was is saying. really dangerous that's what I was to saying, family. Like, yeah, like he's not like killing people or whatever, but he's still like stealing people's bikes and cars and stuff. So it's like... Bikes and cars. That's what he, not like uh, jewels and... Well, he fuck, stole a bike. Yeah, fuck those rich people. I don't really that care. But bastard like, stole a bike. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's there is that that well, little thing. Well, he stole a car I, during a chase. It's not like he does it for funsies. Oh no, um, yeah, and stealing not. from the rich, like yeah, I get that. Um, but I just mean that his 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 hijinks, if you will, have put a damper on his relationships in his life, and so yeah. it's like it's starting to get to a point where it's like, listen, uh, what's more important to you? Because yeah. you can't really say that. These two people, your 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 child, and I don't know if they were married. You know, your child's mother are so important to you. If you continue to do this, yeah, right. So you're you're so addicted to the lifestyle and to the thrill of it that you're you're losing relationships in mm -hmm. your life. So um, I kind of hope it it ends with three. Just wrap, you know, it's like a wrap up season. Yeah, it, it would be nice. It would just kind of you know nice little bow, and and we're good to go. I hope they don't go too much further. But we obviously recommend the show. We like we really liked season one. We're excited. If it to was see an American two. show, they definitely would. But I don't know. Oh, they would have that for forty five seasons. Yeah. We'd be watching that until until uh, retirement. Yeah. Um. So uh, the the next show that we that we finished uh, finally was Handmaid's Tale. I mean, I I feel like I'm a bit more excited about this show than you are. You started to kind of fall off a little bit. I don't bit. know if that's necessarily true. I would say that it is because you literally said that literally use those words you were like you know what i'm losing interest and i was like i'm not oh yeah well that's that's because like the it was when she's just like i think it was like around maybe the end of season two beginning of season three when it's like it's just like this it just felt a little repetitive it felt like it was getting a little repetitive you know of her well, like that, trying to escape and then not escaping that's her then, that's her life that's the yeah. whole point there is but it, but now, like in context and and seeing it and and seeing where the show is now and where it's going, you know, it's uh, it, it all it all kind of brings it together and makes it makes more sense because now because she's been through that so many times, where she is now makes it that much more rewarding. Whatever you say, sir. I was there for your your lack of faith when you turned your back on the show, even for a brief moment. Hey, I've seen every episode. Okay, okay? all right, sir. Yeah, I was there for it. Um, so this is, a, this is another one. There's a, there's so many people involved in this. 
Uh, Mike Barker is one of the directors. Bruce Miller is one of the writers. But there's tons of uh, uh, directors, including um, Elizabeth Moss, who I think also directed some last season, but she did, I think, three this season as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so uh, obviously, obviously, <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, Joseph Fiennes, Anne Dowd, um, uh, Sam- uh, Samara Wiley, right? Yep. And then um, we're going to get into OT Bagmenley. We're going to get into him. Mm-hmm. But let's just start with... Bradley Whitford. Um, <clears throat> let's just start with uh, the woman on TikTok who does a really yeah. funny impersonation of Elizabeth Moss's character uh, as June. And uh, it's pretty spot on. And uh, to a point where I was like, yeah, why is this so prevalent all the time in this season? Like, I felt that, like, if you watch the show, you know about June Osborne's stank face, right? She's yeah. She's got a stank face for days. Um, but this season, it seemed like really it was in into overdrive. Yeah. There, I felt, and I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating, but I felt like 90% of her facial expression was stank face. Yeah, just the intense. It yeah. got to a point where it was like, that's enough. And I thought, well, I guess no one's going to tell her in the dire- in the episodes she's directing. <laughs> but in the episodes she wasn't directing, how has someone not pulled her aside and been like, we need another facial expression from you? <laughs> and I don't say that to be an asshole because Elizabeth Moss is a very good actor. But the overuse of this facial <clears throat> yeah. expression is it's, it's getting to a point where it's comical and it's not supposed to be. This is a very serious topic yeah. that has now become a joke. I think it's a perfect example of like when everything is intense then nothing is intense you know and so you know having it happen all the time it's like it takes away the um you know it's just like if you swear all the time that those words don't mean anything anymore so guilty yeah and so i i yeah i would like to i'd like to have more variation because i I really want to feel those moments that are really intense but it's just it's like every moment is intense and so on her face yeah exactly and so yeah i, I don't know i mean i love the show it still looks gorgeous i mean some of the f- shots of the, the show the are like beautifully filmed shows are honestly. just just works of art like genuinely and so it's just ugh, so good so beautiful but they could make that show into nfts yeah they could they could any like literally any it, shot literally anything, yeah but it's, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to, and we started to see a little bit of it this season, very little. Um, but it wasn't like enough because the, the, you know, the other side of it is still so intense all the time. Very little of what? Like just her being more lighthearted. I didn't get that at all. I thought you know? she, I thought her stank face was the most intense it's it, ever been it in was, this but, season. But usually, you know, you, you have, you, you know, you used to have like more characters and we're still dealing with other characters, but I just feel like there were a few moments of, levity here um that i I really i really think we need to see more of because you know to be fair i mean look obviously spoilers right if you haven't seen the the season like what are you doing listening to us but um to be fair she's finally made it out right so she has the opportunity to be a bit more lighthearted. but i don't mean like she's laughing and joking but i feel like her guards down a little bit and you can see that but but now it's like because before the intensity was like um, her trying to accomplish a mission, and now it's it's yeah, but such she like had an to anger. hide a lot. So yeah, so 
although she had although she had the these stank face moments um she had to play nice a lot more and she actually couldn't wear that face a lot in the other seasons and so it's ironic that now that she's out of that environment it's when her face is the angriest and some someone might say well yeah that's kind of how it would go right because now you're out and you have the ability to express these emotions but it's just it's taking away from the character as i said it's starting to almost become like mock worthy and comical mm. um i didn't it was something that like yeah i was like oh there she goes making that face again but i thought it was just me until i saw you know this tiktok and i'm like okay yeah. so it's not just me that's like why is she always making the same face and it's it seems to be like when she's angry when she's sad when yeah. she's scared it well, doesn't I, matter I, yeah i was talking to a co-worker who also watches it and she was like uh they need to they need to ease up on these close-ups because it's getting out of hand yeah it, it, it's get, it's getting so out it's of definitely hand. not just us but you know and and i get it's like this a signature of the show but it's like i think it's been established already and we can kind of ease up on that and find more interesting ways to show that intensity if you still want to if you still want to go that route like in terms of a character, I, I just feel like the show is so creative and so beautiful that you can find other ways to kind of portray that without yeah. having being up in the grill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I look, I still find myself gasping yeah. when things happen. I mean, the writing is still amazing. Oh, yeah. Which is really, it's a rarity this far into I a show. I haven't read the usually. book, so I don't know like yeah, how. I either how faithful it is to to the books and I don't know but I mean I'm sure they've taken tons of liberties but I usually just don't know by where. now it starts to you know you start to kind of lose things a bit um I'm still happy in the direction that it's going and and um you know there's this little part of you as as sick as it sounds that doesn't want her to get out because there's this comfort in being in Gilead, right? Yeah, All this yeah. time. And then you're like, well, what the hell is the show going to be like if she's not in Gilead? I mean, that's been the whole show has been yeah. her being trapped there and this environment. And, um, you know, not for nothing, but Gilead has amazing lighting, terrible <laughs> yeah. lifestyle, but they have amazing yeah. lighting. Their aesthetic is beautiful. Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> but, but then the other side of you is like, yeah. You know, yeah. so um, there was this buildup, you know, and I, I thought to myself, if she doesn't get out this season, you're really going to lose people. Like, because That's she's where I was, almost like, last like season, gotten I was like, out so many times. She needs to get out of there already. Like, um, yeah. It's always like, uh, it's kind of like Lupin. It's just like, all right, we know that she's not going to get out. How is she not going to get out this season? <laughs> <clears throat> you know? How are you going to almost make it out yeah. this season? Um, I had a feeling that she was going to get out, but the way it happened, like, let me tell you something. When that explosion went off and freaking Samara's character came out, I was like, yeah. oh my God. I mean, I cried yeah. like a doofus because of all people, it was just so fitting, you know, that she would have been there for her and, and, as her friend. And I think like, you know, to, to kind of counter my point from before, because she's come close so many times. You know, she's on that boat heading to Canada and you're like, there's no way she's going to make like <laughs> yeah. you're just waiting for it to happen. So I guess in a in a weird way that kind of worked because you, you you never you never feel safe with her being there. Like even when she went meant went to meet what's his face? Um, Joe, was it the other? Joseph? Yeah. No. Um, who who was her? The, the father of her child. That, that oh, the baby daddy. Yeah. Um. So she, when she went to meet him, I thought, all right, well, Freaking there's going to be some trap where they're going to capture her and take her back or something like that. So I'm always 
I'm always on edge with that. And and, and so as much as Nick. Th- Nick, yeah. So as much as those that almost escaping, coming back, almost escaping thing annoyed me, it now sets the stage for me to be like feeling like she's never safe. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, and I may be the only person that feels this way, I found her return anticlimactic. Mm. I thought like when um uh Nicole when she hands Nicole over um f- uh, to uh, Emily yeah and they make it to Canada I mean that was just so dramatic yeah all of the escapes have been so dramatic and then she like got on a boat yeah I guess and then so- I, then it was like okay. oh and there's there's my husband so I I was just like where's the swell in the music like give me more like I just I felt like it was such an anticlimactic way to have her sort of close that chapter. not It didn't ruin it, but I just thought like, this is weird because everything is so dramatic on this show. And mm-hmm. then this is what it's all, I mean, this whole thing, this well, whole show has been about getting her out. Say is like, and she got out and how, it was like, all right. I don't know how it would be. You know what I mean? Like, because it's been built up for so long, how do you even match that intensity? Like, there's no way that she would get out that would feel fulfilling, I don't fulfilling, know, but she's such a, like, <laughs> Look, she we know she's got the stank face down. She's a good crier. You know what I mean? She has a lot of emotion on her face. And I just thought like, I mean, yeah, you know, there's so many psychological uh, explanations that you can give to being in shock for one, you know, but I just thought like when there was that point with the the like the mixtape or whatever. Mm-hmm. With Luke and everything, it was just like this is. I thought she would have just, I don't know, just been more excited. I don't know. It was just, yeah. I thought they would both be like, OMG, you yeah. know, and it was just kind of like, oh, you're here. It's just me. That's yeah. okay. Oh, no. Um, and so that was a little bit, that was direction for me. It, was, it had nothing to do with the actors. It's just yeah. the direction was kind of like lackluster. And that writing, moment, yeah. I felt like there should have been a bit more. Um, but uh, having said that, so Luke's character, I'm not going to attempt to say his full name, his actual full name. He goes by OT, but he has a very long Nigerian name. It's like seven syllables, and I will just fuck that up. Um, We'll just say OT. That's what he goes by. Um, Luke is like, where was Luke? Yeah. Uh, they they really me, they, they didn't shine was, a light on Luke this whole time. Luke was just kind of like he was there and he was doing his thing and you know raising this child that's literally not even his. Um, but as an actor, Homie came through this seat. I don't know. Like I was, found myself me, transfixed whenever yeah, he was on screen. He was definitely the MVP this season. He he was. Who saw that coming? I didn't. I mean, it's not like he. I, either of us thought he was a bad actor or anything like no, that. No, but, but he just wasn't really given much screen time to even. Uh, yeah, make and like a, this season, and have an opinion. He's just like the way he plays the the, the through these scenes and Oops. and through these emotions that he's going through. It's like I can read everything that's yes. going on in his mind, and it's 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 powerful and, um, and uh, it's it's so good. It was crazy. So let's just so so uh, you know. Elephant in the room. Um, June kind of June kind of got rapey with him a little bit, and I felt like, man, if these if these tables were turned, I don't know that June's character would bounce back. If June was Luke, you know, if this if this had been, it would be like, you know, if Luke had done that to her, you mean? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, in in her shoes, I don't know that that character would have bounced back because it would have been like, oh my god, how could you do that? So that was a little bit. Like, huh, yeah. you know, I thought like, 
I just wish. So for here's the thing. I know there was a lot for of, me, it a lot of wasn't, pushback for that. For scene. me, it wasn't that I wish the scene hadn't happened. I don't I don't I don't feel that way. I think that is what she did is probably what she would have done, right? Because it's this power struggle. Yeah. My my gripe is just with the fact that we can't reciprocate that, you know, and we can't like it's not allowed. Yeah. You're not allowed to say, well, if this guy had been emasculated all this time or whatever, you know, and had been tortured sexually, if this was how he acted out, it, I don't think the character would have ever been able to have been redeemable. Sure. You know, and so I think it's important when you're watching that to realize that like when people are like, hey, that's rapey or whatever. It's like, yeah. And rape is about control. Yeah. A lot of the time. Some people say that's what rape is. It's, it's a, you know, it's a control. Uh, it's a, a, a an act of violence that is, is uh, predicated know, on control. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the words. Yeah. Um, and so I, gotcha. I thought it was important. I thought it was an important act. I just oh, want for sure. to yeah. keep, have people I feel keep like, that in mind. They'd be like, yeah, you know, the same I, way you can still root for June, there are circumstances where that happens yeah. for men as well. Like you but have I, don't, to kind I feel of, like you, that wouldn't be written that absolutely way. Not. You know? No, absolutely so, not. But that's... That, I get it. Like, and, and I, I felt terribly for him. I was yeah. just like, oh my God. because And also because he's, you know, he just, he, he, he went like to level 10 this season. Just the he emotion this, on his face when she was this, doing that. I was like, oh God. Oh God, my like, guy no. had this, just this, this, the, the, this character on lock this season, and and like he just, uh, I can't get over it. Like I, 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 the show's over, and I'm still thinking about him being in those situations and how he played those emotions and how he was like, you could read that he was just completely devastated, but trying to hold it together and not doing well. Like it was just brilliant. Like, I, I don't know how I, you he I wouldn't watched, win an award for this season. I don't think like, the character's big enough that they would. That's the, that's the craziest supporting thing. Supporting actor. To me, right, like this is uh, a, this actor's tangent, right? When you... When We're you, going to have him on the show? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, when when you're an aspiring actor, right, there's always this, this, um, this end goal is to have a lead part, right? That's, that's what you want. Yeah. I want to play the lead in something. Um, and I've said this before. Oftentimes, the characters that blow me away are supporting actors. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can steal the show as a minor character, that speaks volumes. Because I've watched movies where I was completely unmoved by the lead. But I will remember the supporting role or even a minor role. Uh -huh. um, I Care A Lot was a good example of that. Uh, my boy. Um, God. Oh, yeah. Uh God damn it. Um, I, you know, it's like I, I age 45 years every weekend. And then it's like it's time for me to remember somebody's name. And I completely lose it. Uh, Chris Messina, for fuck's Messina, sake. Yeah. Um, of that whole movie. Chris Messina's, yeah. f I don't know, four minutes on screen were the most memorable to me. Because that character was so funny and he played it so well. Yeah, And, and so it's like that's... That's something that I think a lot of people that are going into acting or want to pursue acting really need to keep in mind that, you know, small parts are still good parts. Yeah. Just play the shit out of whatever you've got. You may wind up getting a lot of attention for playing a small part the right way. Like don't well, don't poo-poo the fact that yeah. you didn't get the lead. A lot of actors prefer the the secondary roles because yes. they feel like they have more freedom in those. Yeah. Because a lot of times the main character is so I don't want to say scrutinized, but it's 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 so important that they they really kind of like, uh, you know, it's very specific. 
mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of times th- those secondary characters are. Um, they have more freedoms a little yeah. bit with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like I have. Um, I get. I cannot watch a a man become emotional. It makes me very uncomfortable and not like in a negative way, but just that I become overly emotional because we live in a society where you don't see men cry very often. Yeah. And so when I see a, a, a guy really giving it his all and being emotional in the scene, I lose it. And I don't know, the second Luke, <sighs> just I was watching his scenes like with an internal pad and pencil as an actor, like just taking notes yeah. on how he was playing the character because I was like, okay. How is he doing this? Okay. Like, so she had make a mental note what he's doing right now with his eyes. You want to do something like that? Like, it was such a teachable moment in his performance was teachable. And it was, you don't get that a lot. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's it's like the way you would watch, you know, you watch uh, uh, Meryl Streep or Viola Davis or Hoffman, basically anyone in doubt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or, the, or the master when you have these types of, uh, uh, these types of casts, when you have a cast where you're dealing with like MVPs. Yeah. And nobody's stepping on anyone's toes because they all know they're they're so skilled in what they do that they yeah. know how to stand out without stepping on each other. And they also know that sometimes you can stand out more by not, you know, right. letting the other person, you know. But a move like movies like that, as an actor, you uh, you don't get to watch them the way ever other people watch them because you're just sitting there like there's so much. There are so many teachable moments here. Yeah. So it's like I watch movies like that and I'll often watch them a couple of times. Like I've seen Doubt a couple of times because the first few times that I watched it, I had the internal pad and pencil. Fences was another one. Yeah, like you fences, have the, yeah. the pad and pencil. You're just like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Um, and I really felt like OT is he's really that kind of actor. I so hope that he gets many, many more opportunities. And I hope that next season he is he they continue to give him that screen time because he really deserves it. I mean, yeah. they all do. They all do a really good job. There isn't one person on that show that I'm like, eh. Yeah. You Seriously, know, yeah. I, I, every, they, the, the, the casting was great. Everybody does a great job. Um, but he just like, I don't know where he came from when he was sitting down with her talking about um, trying to get her to meet Nick. And you could see the rage in him. But and, it's but like, he was like, I just have to do yeah. this for my child. Like that, that, like, that, that. Ooh. Being able to express these emotions subtly and, you know, because we all, it's so hard as an actor to get to that place where you can express these emotions enough for the camera to see, but not too much that the viewer would be like, well, clearly this person can see that they're upset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a very fine line there. You play it too subtly and it doesn't read, you play it too much and then it's like way obvious. So just kind of like just killed that i was so excited when he would have moments i'm like here we go yeah here we go luke's gonna start doing things um i thought i was uh i was a bit surprised by the continuing affections between june and nick yeah. i really thought I that was what, circumstantial what, i thought I don't know like, what that was about okay she doesn't know if she's ever gonna get out of here uh, they have a child together. There yeah. is a mutual love and respect. Like I get that you've been through trauma, and this person is there for you. So, yeah, she loves Luke, but she doesn't think she's ever going to see him again. So she has Nick, yeah. but then she had Luke, and I'm like, you treated Luke so meanly yeah. in the boudoir, and then you see Nick, and it's like, oh, Nick, and I'm like, Nick, <laughs> you know, yeah, I have Luke. That's why. Excuse I, me. I'm really interested to see where where um where they go with them 
because with Luke and, and, and I don't want to hate Nick because he's doing his best. Like he's yeah. not a bad guy, but I'm just like, no, you you can't be Team Nick. You have to be no. Team Luke. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> I, but, I but question I, a person who's Team Nick because I don't feel any kind of like, um, and, and I can imagine how hard you know I, to be in that position. But I don't feel like any kind of. I don't really feel much between June and Luke, you know, like I don't like what's what's there to save, I guess, you know, well, I guess because their loves, it was birthed on trauma. So it's yeah. like, I don't like their love, I guess it seems toxic or weird to me. No, not Nick. I mean, Luke. Oh, Luke. Luke. Yeah. Like where June and Luke go from here. Like, I just don't feel like a connection with them, really. Like they have little moments there's here too and there, much trauma. but yeah, it's the same with Nick. Like it's I think like, she's just so on trauma. like the June Osborne revenge tour that she that she's like <laughs> like there's no room left for their <laughs> for them in that you know. What's the opening act to that? Stank face. Yeah, <laughs> one stank face. Um. Yeah. I I feel like I don't know. I don't see. I how... almost like it's starting to get to the point. Like at the end of the season, I'm almost like. Damn, maybe Luke's too good for her. <laughs> I think he might be. Sarah. You know what I mean? I mean like, that's kind of and how that's I not feel. To, it's not, and then it's not to throw shade at somebody that's been through the, those situations. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to no, be just, in those situations. But I just feel like I don't think she's emotionally equipped. Yeah, to appreciate, and that's not Luke. her fault. And no. but I feel like I feel like if if it's gonna work, that there there's a lot of work that needs to get done there. And it'd be interesting to kind of delve into that. Yeah, but, but see, here's the thing, right? Luke wasn't just like some dude that she was married to that had that she had a child with, and then there's that trauma. Yeah, they were like homeboy is raising her child. Yeah, that wasn't even fucking his. Yeah, like girly was like here, here you go, take this kid, take care of it, okay, okay, yeah. bye. And I would have been like, um, I don't think I had anything to his do with this one. Character is like the epitome of like just doing what's right. Yeah, but. Like to a fault. I would have yeah. been like, yeah, listen, um, I'll make sure she goes to a good home, but I'm still trying to find like our child yeah. that's missing and I'm not about to take care of another child. That's a whole other thing too, because that um, came out of some weird like consensual rapey thing that I don't know. I mean, yeah. I give him credit for for doing it, but I just feel like she sort of took that for granted that he would just take care of Nicole. And it's like, you know, that's not his kid, right? <laughs> like yeah. You know, he is still taking care of this child that isn't his and, um, and, and had that dedication, you know, I don't know. He's just, I feel really bad for Luke. Um, like, look, I feel the worst for the women because they're the ones who went through all this shit. Like, yeah. let's just, let's oh, just establish that. Like, and anyone that got stuck in Gilead, you know, especially women were, were tormented. It was like that scene between uh, June and um, her friend that was like like the handmaid there, but like that like cooked and stuff. Oh, okay. Where yeah. she was like preparing food yeah. for her still, and she's like, "Stop! You know, you're not. Yeah. You don't have to do this anymore. You're not in there." And there's almost like a, a comfort to them in that role in a weird way. Yeah, you know? there's 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 function in the in the dysfunction, uh, and and that's that's what starts to that's what's so devastating about it, you know. But I just think that this is a good. This is a good example of how there's victims. There's all kinds of victims. Yeah. It varies, right? Obviously, the because women she, are the biggest she wasn't, victims. She wasn't. Um, she wasn't a handmaid per se. Right? No, she, she was wasn't a, a handmaid. Yeah. But uh, no, but I mean, for Luke, and in, in terms of the fact that he wasn't even in Gilead, but he still got victimized by them. You know, his oh, child yeah. was taken, his yeah. wife was taken, and then he's living in limbo, trying to figure out, you know, where the hell everybody is, and if he's ever going to see them again. And then, you know, Emily's like, "Oh, here." 
Yeah. Here's this kid that your wife popped out through rape or whatever. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck? You know, I yeah. just like, but I, I, I don't wonder know. about their, their actual kid. And like, you know, it's an, it's an interesting kind of, um, it's interesting to see where they'll go with it because I think at this point, I think I'd, I'd made a comment about like, I think the kid has spent more time away from June than with June. Well, Joseph had made that comment yeah. which was very true in that and it's she's... like i almost wonder like are you doing more damage but if if the kid is happy obviously but the fu- will she be yeah in the, the future future is like whatever so i don't know if it's if it's more of a situation where like well we take her out of there and it's traumatic for her but in the long run it's better for her versus you know maybe she won't be a handmaid i, I don't I know think, she, you know i think that 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 child is is screwed either way Right. Yeah. Because if she if she remains in Gilead, she either becomes a handmaid or she becomes uh, one of the wives. Right. So she's she's never going to have any kind of real freedom and, and identity in this world. Um, but it's all she knows. And then if she gets taken out of it, um, there's the trauma of that and, and and her not knowing her parents or really remembering them anymore and feeling like she's been taken away from her family, even though it's what's best for her. I think this is what's kind of brilliant about it is that the clock's ticking, right? Another couple of years, and this is lifelong trauma that she may not ever really bounce back from. But she's still maybe young enough that with enough therapy, she might be able to lead a normal life Mm -hmm. if they get her out now. But, um, you know, if if she finds her parents in 20 years, that's going to be all kinds of like, you just, uh, you know, I don't know. I thought that... um, they did. They did really well with like uh, when they did capture her again, and they were trying to get the information from her, and and they pushed the fucking woman off the roof, huh. and uh, yeah, you know, like it's just there was so much um, at stake, and then um, you know, being on the farm, and then finding like you know, mini June that she had created, who's now stuck in Gilead. And it's yeah. like, she's going to be like June Osborne the second, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and Aunt Lydia kind of knows that she kind of sees that in her. And so she, she's, she wants to break that and now. Anne while she can. Just, she's God, I hate force. that bitch. <laughs> she's a force. And <laughs> though. Can't stand she, um, you got to assume, I haven't read the books again, but you have to assume that this whole thing ends with the takedown of Gilead. There's no way that it ends in a sour note. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see. How long before that happens starts to happen? Yeah, I just, I mean, look, it, it speaks for how she plays the character. I can't stand her. Um, you know, I, I want to see like when she pushed her down the steps, I was like elated. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, wait, that's it? She's still alive? I was hoping that she'd broken her neck or something. Because it's so it's such a weird. I mean, I know we've been talking about this show forever, but <laughs> well, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird thing because there's a she plays the character so well, and it you you feel like she genuinely cares about these women. But in some sadistic way. Yeah. And so you almost like, you don't want that character to go because she's just so good at it. And You love to hate her. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, you love really to hate her. But what's so weird about Aunt Lydia is that there's a part of me. And you almost feel bad for her when the other, the other, um, the other aunts, I guess, or whatever, are like. Mocking her. Or... Sort of mocking her, yeah. Um, well, the thing is it's that weird. when they did the flashback with how I feel like I have a um, uh, what is that when you get captured by somebody and then you fall in Stockholm love with them? Syndrome? Yeah, I have like Stockholm syndrome <laughs> with her. Yeah, when they had showed her backstory, they got into the fact that she got like weird about that kid. Yeah. So she was always off before this, yeah. right? Um, but there's this weird part of me that wants to see her do good. Yeah. 
I don't know why. Because on the flip side of that, I don't give a shit what Serena does. I want her to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I want her to die. There was and a small period of time pe- where yes. you're like rooting for Serena. When she handed Nicole over. Yeah. When she handed Nicole over, I was like, okay, all right. Which is it, weird because like, she wouldn't do that now. Like you still mm-hmm. – you're still an asshole and you still have to you still have to pay for what you did but maybe there's you know like you can kind of see yeah. how as a woman she also got sucked into this and kind of just went yeah. into survival mode so, but she did the right thing okay and then she just like fucking 360 she went back to who she was yeah. and it was like what no and so Serena like I've never uh I want her child to suffer without the child suffering, if that yeah. makes sense. Want I know her to that's think mean. That her child is suffering. I want her to think that she miscarried. All right. Yeah. I want them to be like, nope, baby didn't survive. And she thinks the kid's dead, but someone else is raising it. Um, because I want her to suffer so badly. Um, and obviously, um, uh, you know, homie over there. I don't know that he got enough, honestly. I would have kept him alive longer. And had him suffer through that. Yeah, I felt like, and uh, it was a weird shot too. Like it Fred, was, Fred, Fred's character just like, it was like just like a quick shot in and out. Like it was. Well, such I a liked weird that. Thing. Well, I didn't like the editing of that at the end when they yeah, show him yeah. on the wall. I'm like, does he have a head or not? I can't tell because it was really quick. That I didn't like. I felt like it should have ended on that shot. Yeah, but um, I liked that we didn't really get to see what was going on. No, that yeah, that. But, but I, I just was but like the whole shot of like. I didn't him. feel like it was enough. Yeah, I was like, I feel like he deserved to suffer through more life, yeah. and then die. But um, yeah, it's weird. Like, there's the two characters that I have this weird faith in. Uh, well, three, I guess. Nick, you know, he's he's doing his best and he's done what he could for her. Um, Joseph, like he teeters with me where I'm like, Joseph knows this is a fucked up world, but it's almost like he's become indoctrinated in it and he's just given up, but he knows it's wrong. And so he tries to help June and advise her and do what Bradley Joseph. Yeah. Isn't his name Joseph? I thought. Isn't he of Joseph? When she was with him, she was of Joseph. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, he's a weird one. Yeah, he he's hard to read. I think I think they want him, I think they want you to think he's a good person. I think he but is he, a good he person. He designed this just, whole place. Yeah, you know? I know. I know. It's, that's what's it's like weird. weird for me. It's like you know, I mean, I think they talked about they, t- they went into it a little bit last season about how his original plan, this isn't his original plan. Like his original plan was to kind of help uh the population you know, but I think they kind of just went crazy with it and almost like kind of pushed him aside because he needed to get back in too at mm-hmm. some point. So, yeah, he's in like, but it's another, it's a great example of like characters that are not black or white, you know? He's, yeah, there's such a gray area with him. There's a, I mean, when I say with Aunt Lydia, it's faint in gray. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's like a gray area with her. I think Joseph is a much better person. You need Aunt than Lydia her. to have that moment where somebody's trying to escape and she has she like a split them. second and then she lets them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the she, train she needs her scene, like Serena kid moment. Yeah, that train scene I didn't see coming either. I was oh like, my God. oh, damn. <laughs> like, that, that sucked. <laughs> I, yeah, that was. I was like, all right. Well. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. I only have one aside from aside from twenty four seven stank face. I have one complaint about this show, and it is the mannerisms in which they speak in Gilead, which makes no sense to me. Because yeah. before, like, mind you, if this had been twenty or thirty years, I'd be like, all right, this has already been. This speech yeah. pattern has been developed over decades. But it's been like what, like it's been like six years or something. If even that, yeah. because. Um, 
Luke and June's kid is only still only like six, and she was like two when they yeah. took her. So it's been like four years. Why does everyone talk like this? Yeah, we we saw flashbacks of Fred and Serena before this, and yeah, yeah they were like uh, these really like almost uh, um, evangelical type conservatives, but they didn't speak that way. Yeah. You wouldn't develop that speech pattern in like four years. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So, and Fred is like especially guilty of it. He has this yeah. way, this diction and this way of speaking that I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why but would I, Fred talk like that? But I think that those like are the that? type of people that would rise up in those situations. That, oh, probably. Yeah. You know, it's like the ultimate like uh, Comic Con for them, where they could just dress up, play dress up yeah, as I guess. these. It's assholes. just so weird that. So when they have conversations in their little meetings, and yeah. they're like, why are we talking this way? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one would talk this way. It's not been long enough for that. Yeah. Um, that's my only, like, minor gripe. Otherwise, I think the show is flawless. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm. It is beautifully filmed. I hope they don't kill it. I cannot tell you if I hope next season is the last one, but I hope they don't go too much further. If next season isn't the last, I hope that the next one is, is after that, and then you've got to end it because she's out of well, Gilead. You got to think, think what's what's left because Fred's gone, right? And so the question is going to be: Are they going to get uh, Nicole? Get, Not get Nicole. Nicole. Uh, they're going to get their daughter. Yeah, Nicole. No, Nicole's the baby. Oh, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're going to get Hannah. Um, and what, what's going to go on between Canada and the United States? And, you know, is, is, you know, they got a lot of inf information from Fred, we assume, um, what are they going to do with that information? You know, they're, we, you know, that was the thing I had mentioned, I think in like season two or three, it's like, what do these outlying areas look like? You know, I don't like, know. what's yeah, going on outside of Gilead? We know that they exist and I, we assume that they were maybe going through some of them in their journeys and stuff, but it's like, what is life like outside there? Yeah. You know, she was with that one resistance group for a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope that if they if they decide to do a happy ending and they get Hannah out, I hope that they that they literally end the series with like their faces lighting up because they see her and boom, we don't get to see anything that happens yeah. after that. I hope that it's not like, oh, Hannah makes it out. And then we go through yeah. Hannah's therapy sessions. Like no one needs to see all of that. I yeah. just, I, I hope they don't get too detailed with it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's honestly one of my favorite shows and I'm not, uh, I'm not angry at the fact that there's another season yet, which I'm surprised because normally I'd be like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, they're doing such a good job still that I'm like, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Yeah. Um, and even though Fred's gone, there's still other people to deal oh, with, yeah. mostly Lydia and Serena. Yeah, Lydia and Serena, um, yeah. It's interesting because I, I, like, I know we, we, we had both mentioned this during the thing, like Serena is up to something. You know, um, but God, she's such a sneaky twat. I felt like, you know, when Fred said the whole Zoom thing, like she was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Very dismissive of him, but then was waiting for that Zoom call. No, because she's playing along. Right. But it was just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm curious to know what her game is. Oh, I her. just, I really wanted to see her reaction to his death. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, because they didn't show that. I want to see, like, will it be complete relief or, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hate her though. So yeah. I don't know what to do with that character. She just, she frustrates the shit out of me. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess we'll just, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. And hopefully next season we just tone the faces down and the screaming. Like. Yeah. She was very, very, there was very too, screamy. This you know, season. Uh, when she was like. Talking to Fred. That baby yeah. will be dead. You know, when and she did that, when it she, was like. 
let's bring it down. It's too much. And, and then, then when she was like the agent. Yeah. I and will kill you. And yeah. it was like, I immediately was like, how did we get into Benicio Del Toro and Wolfman? Like, yeah. what the fuck just happened here? And I like, it's moments like that because like absolutely as a director, I would have been like, listen, I just need you to bring the energy down like 25%. It's a little too much. Yeah. It was, it starts to take away because you're like, who says that? Yeah. That it was such a like super villain way of yeah. delivering the line. And I don't know why they continue to have the character be that ridiculously intense. It's it's um it's like almost like a cartoonish in a way, yeah. you know, and and it's a little bit weird. I, I, I hope they stop that. Stop that. Yeah. Stop that now. Stop that now. Um, okay, so we've gabbed a bit about Handmaid's Tale because there's so much to talk about in that show, obviously. Obviously. Um, but I did want to get into a film that we had watched a little while ago and completely forgot about because we're fun like that. And um, it was um, a sci-fi show, a sci-fi film on Netflix called Oxygen. Oxygen? Yeah. <laughs> I need oxygen. Um I saw the trailer. You hadn't seen the trailer? I had seen the trailer. You saw the trailer. We saw we saw it separately, though. I yep. saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, that looks good. Yeah, this ticked is it. what I saw the trailer for. Yeah, ticked it, and I was like, okay, good to go. Um, so, okay, well, let's just... Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Collect my thoughts. Um, so, Ale uh, Alexander Aya and Christy LeBlanc is the writer. Alexander's the director. Uh, so there were a couple actors, but you really only, I mean, you're, the focus is on one actor, which is Melanie, uh, Melanie Laurent. And then uh, Matthew Amelric plays Milo, the voice of Milo. So mm -hmm. I'll just, you know, IMDb the rest of everybody. It's mostly Melanie, Melanie Laurent. So I don't know. This is This was a weird film for me because in our position financially, I absolutely love the idea of something that is filmed in predominantly one location right because that's always like man you're golden if you can think of a story where your ass stays in place yeah. and you don't have to pay for several locations and to have to move equipment to one place to another and deal with you know getting more insurance for this or that or whatever so i immediately when i saw the trailer i was like fuck that's brilliant <laughs> but it's been done it's like it's the sci-fi like, version like of uh, ryan reynolds buried, buried. Yeah. um and and so I'll, I'll get into a bit of that. Uh, the Melanie, Melanie Laurent is a good actor, but I don't know that she was the best actor for this part. Mm, interesting. Um, and here's a little side tangent that I'll go into that um, somebody, I forget, oh, I forget who the fuck I was talking to, that took me saying that somebody was uh, like a one dimensional actor as, as, a, as, a, as a diss, as the kids used to say. Mm -hmm. And... Um, if I were saying that thinking that I were on par with MVP actors, then that would be a pompous, uh, uh, that would have a pompous intent. I'm well aware that I'm nowhere near that type of actor. Uh, trust me. So, um, for me, it's not always about everyone can't be Hoffman and Streep and Davis. And yeah. you know what I mean? You can't, everyone can't do that. That's a select few actors that will play the shit out of any part you give them amazingly and steal the show. That, that is a rarity. It's not, it's not yeah. very common. So it's not, I'm, I'm not taking a shot when I say that somebody's a more one dimensional actor or that they don't have a lot of uh, tricks in their hat. Um, there's a lot of actors that I love that, you know, are, that don't really play a lot of different characters, you know, but they're still great at what they do. Mm -hmm. Melanie Laurent is a great actor, but I just think when you are, 
when you have to hold an entire film and script, it takes a certain kind of person and actor to keep that interesting. And I don't know that I was really in at no point in this film was I very invested in her character mm. personally. Like she did the job, right? But it just never really seemed to click for me. I just thought it was mm. a weird choice. And if this was an American production, guaranteed they would have given that part to like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I had her name in my head just now. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. Like I could totally see Jennifer Lawrence in that part. Yeah. And I wouldn't have, I would have been like, I don't really think, like I think Jennifer Lawrence is a good actor, but I wouldn't think that she'd be good in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that, like joy and, and you know, she every part that she has played, I've uh, except for that one where she was like the Russian spy. I was like, I don't buy yeah. this for one Red second. Sparrow. Um, yeah, I didn't like Red Sparrow at all. Um, but, um, you know, everything that I've seen her in for the most part, I've always thought she does a good job. She's a good actor, but this is a good example of like, I wouldn't go to Jennifer Lawrence for like varying characters. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think she's that type of actor. Um, wasn't she? Yeah. Was it Passengers? Yeah. With Chris. I didn't buy any of that. There was zero chemistry between her and Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt's and like Chris Pratt's another actor that's like. I don't buy him outside of Parks and Rec for a second. I like him in the in the Guardians because there's a lot of comedic. I feel like anybody that it. could have been anybody in that part. I, I don't feel got, like he I think brings he's got anything the specific, specific kind of like comedic chops for that role because it's a very funny role and you know. Yeah, but it's when when I don't mind him when he's the most convincing is when he's playing a silly part because we know him yeah. in Parks and Rec. Yeah. But as soon as he tries to play a serious actor, I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. Um, that's another, it's a difficult thing to balance. Um, Melissa McCarthy is a good example of an actor that is known for being silly and goofy and in these kind of like mech films at times. And then you give her a role in, uh, would you ever forgive me? Was it called? Yeah, something would you like forgive that. Me? Or, I think that was called. Um, and she like fucking nailed it. Like yeah. I can't picture anybody else in that part. That was her role. She yeah. did amazing, but she likely won't get parts like that because everyone knows her as like the funny girl. And that's what you get. You get the silly, yeah. funny parts. Steve Carell, you know, fell onto the scene in 40 year old virgin. You always think of that. And then he does a comedic, he does comedic roles. You believe it. He does dramatic roles and you're like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it takes a certain kind of actor to be able to flop through genres like that convincingly. Yeah. Uh, extreme, genres like you're not going to see you're not going to see uh, Ryan Gosling's another one Ryan Gosling's another one yeah that can do really silly parts and then do really serious parts mm -hmm. but you know a lot of your MVP actors you're not going to see them in silly movies where they play spies in a yeah. comedy you know what I mean yeah they don't do that slapstick kind of comedy um it's different yeah it's it's, it's really different so um it's hard to come out of slapstick seriously and then and and wind up in a in, in serious parts because you kind of get pigeonholed in there. Yeah. Anyway, back to the fucking film. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just uh, like I said, I just uh, I didn't really buy her in the part too much, mm. and um, I loved the concept. I thought that was really cool. Although, yeah, we've seen similar stuff before. It wasn't groundbreaking by any means, but um, I thought it was interesting. My issue with it was that um, ten minutes into the film, I already knew how it was pretty much going to end i didn't have the details but i was like um is it really going to be as obvious as i think it's going to be took me a bit longer because i'm dumb but you know. <laughs> you're not a complex thinker that's what we call that that's a nice way of yeah. saying that um but there was because they purposefully mislead you and it's like when a movie is only to the telling point of suspicion though yeah 
Exactly. And so, you know, that's kind of what plays with, with me. It's like, it's not like I didn't think that was an option. It's just that, to, to your point, it's like, could it be that? Or it mm. could be, you know, you start to overthink things. So maybe I'm not dumb. I'm just an overthinker, mm. you know? I like it. Um, there were so many things like, it could be this. Well, it could be that. Well, it could be this. And that's the problem with some of those movies. I liked the movie a lot, first of all. I, and I didn't have nearly a, as much of an issue with Melanie Laurent in that role. As you did, but um, I didn't have an issue with her. I just thought, no, like, not yeah. I mean, issue is probably a strong word, but yeah, just a weird casting because she's a good actor. But um, movies like this, you start to like become a detective and try to figure it out as well. And sometimes that can take you away from the experience of the actual film and what they're trying to say and what's mm-hmm. going on there. And I think that was the case here because they were constantly dropping clues and and trying to mislead you here, mislead you there, and um, you know, and so. I didn't know how they were, what they were going to do with the ending. You know, obviously you have two options and you can pick one, but, um, you know, either it succeeds or fails. And so it was interesting to see them choose that because I honestly thought they were going to go the other way. You know, what they, other way did you think they were going to go? I, I thought that, that was just going to be that, you know, and it was just going to end and, and the, the, the mission wasn't going to be successful or she wasn't at least going to survive this, the mission. Well, what I'm referencing is that in the beginning of the film, they, they push this narrative that she was potentially uh, lost in a pod and that they were trying to assist in finding her location because she had been locked in this pod. And they were pushing this narrative that that she wasn't floating about in space. But then I felt like the rest of the the, the foreshadowing was so intense for me that I was just like, this narrative, there's no way that this narrative is feasible because the foreshadowing was just so, yeah. so, so, so in your face. And what I didn't understand was why they would ever give Milo the capability to do what he was doing if they weren't intended to wake up. Yeah. Right? Like she, the whole film was a fluke, basically. Yeah. What happened wasn't supposed to happen. So my question is, why was she even able to make phone calls and do all of this stuff? So were yeah. they prepared like, did they know this was yeah. a possibility that they could wake up mid-journey and and what? So then you would give them the means to be able to communicate because they're never going to be the same. So it would, it would be pointless to give them the ability to communicate and think that they're going to be found or whatever. Yeah. And she woke up confused. So my question is, when because they were basically repopulating on another planet. Yeah. Um, what was the plan when they woke up there? Weren't they going to be freaked out? Yeah. Like, how would you, how how did they, how were they going to explain how they were there and why they were there? And that, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it yeah, seemed Yeah, because it's not like she woke me. up and was like, oh, I'm on my mission now. She's exactly. like, I have no fucking clue where I am. What's she, happening? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like they were being birthed to be on this mission. But yeah. then how do you explain the psychological yeah. warfare, basically, that goes on when you're, you, you know, the, yeah. this this existence is assume, not explained I mean, yeah. by the past? I mean, I don't the, know, the way that there there would be no way to do that, though, because how would you, you know, how would you, ins- I mean, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't she just think that she was on a mission, like wake up and be like, oh, shit, I woke up in the pod. You know, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I just felt that it was strange that they didn't give her any type of memory or yeah. conscience. You know what I mean? And so she was bouncing off of the memory of her original. Or or just just like, like, why is it a secret to begin with? You know, exactly. like, like Milo, like, what the fuck am I doing in here? Like, oh, you're on a mission to go do, you know what right. I mean? It's like, well, I mean, I to... guess the film wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I doing in here? Oh, you weren't supposed to wake up. Shit. Yeah. Um, the whole Milo thing was weird because it's like the context 
of what he understood or it understood and was able to answer versus, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it, you know, at the beginning, it's like, well, I can only, I only understand direct commands or whatever. And then by the end of it, he's like having a conversation. Pretty much, yeah. You know, and so there's a little inconsistency, for me anyways, a little inconsistency in that kind of like quote unquote character development. But like, um, but yeah, like it, it almost seemed like the, this uh, Milo had to go out of its way to not let her know what was happening. And I thought that was pretty obvious. So I was yeah. like, why is she not more suspicious of that? Um, as How soon as she spoke to the mother, she like, spoke Jesus. to the mother. I mean, that's that's some freaking 4G. Yeah, that's like <laughs> they 8G. have like 25G on that pod. Yeah. Um, as soon as she spoke to the mother-in-law, I was like, mm, I I had kind of like yeah. wrapped it up at that point, and I was like, okay, uh, it, because the woman's reaction wasn't so much anger as it was shock, and I'm like, okay, so she's not. I I was like, all right, I I get what's going on here. Um, I didn't have like all the details at the end, but I was like, I know that I know that she's not what she thinks she is. Right. And so I wasn't sure well, that, if yeah, she I mean, was like was an obvious. enhanced yeah. like droid or if she was just like a biological, like biologically sound carbon copy, yeah. you know, mimic of somebody like or a clone or something, yeah. whatever, you know, um, but. Uh, I knew it was like she's ob- this. This obviously isn't what it seems to be at face value, and she's uh, she has so much accessibility to things that I wouldn't think that. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would she even be able to make phone calls out of yeah. there? Yeah. Why would you even make that an option unless you anticipated that this was a possibility? And if it was, the last thing you would want them to do is to be able to phone outside yeah. of you know their of the planet or think, solar yeah. system. You know, even like. Dumb people like me would be like, all right, well, we have to think of something in case they wake up to let them know, like, stay calm. This is what's going on and go back to sleep or whatever, you know, like, uh, like, did we not watch signs? Why wasn't he able to, like, shoot a mist at her face and put her to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing being intravenous made no sense to me. I'm like, he should have been able to just like. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all you hear. Boom. She's yeah. out. Short movie. And yeah, short movie. But it, it's those details that you have to think of. It just seemed like for the amount of technology that they had insinuated was possible, yeah. there seemed to be a but lot of flaws in yeah. how that technology that's, works. That's the thing with these films, too, is because you can think your way out of almost anything, you know, like, well, if this happened, why didn't they just do this? They, You know what I mean? And that's why films like this are so hard to to do, you know, when you have like these kind of situations and, and, um, and I don't know if there's a, a way out of that, you know, you tell the story and then you just hope that it resonated with people. I would, I would consider this movie worth watching and I really enjoyed it, but, um, they're just so difficult because you have to constantly be one head, one step ahead of the audience without confusing them. There's no way to do that because like dumb people aren't going to like it because they're, they're not going to follow <laughs> along. Smart people aren't going to like it because they're already ahead of it. And you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, it's, it's kind of a tough thing. I, I just felt like the ending was really like predictable and cliche. I was well, like, that's at why the I thought they were the going to go the other way. Like, that's it. Like she, yeah, she, it seemed pretty obvious that she was part of some kind of experiment and she was on, and she wasn't on earth. Mm-hmm. I never for one second thought it was possible that she was on earth. Yeah. I don't know how she could have possibly thought that it was yeah. like, I knew she was floating about somewhere. Yeah, that would have been weird. In the her. solars. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird. I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't love it. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I was yeah. like, this is going to be amazing. And then like when we were in it, I was like, okay, I feel like 
there was a lost opportunity here. I commend them for, you know, filming something in such a tight spot. I commend Melanie Laurent for being in that fucking yeah. thing. I know she was well, obviously wasn't in a pod and there was, you know, open an open yeah, area yeah. to the side of her, but that's still really difficult to do. It's really that difficult. And, and for the, the director and cinematographer, and the cinematographer to for... like not, because I know that, you know, I remember when Buried came out, that was like a big thing. It's like, how... How are we going to keep this interesting? Mm -hmm. How are we going to film this and shoot this? I couldn't do it. I wouldn't know where to begin if I had to shoot an entire feature length film in a box, you know, like, or like lock, everything's in a car. Yeah. And it's like, how, what camera angles are you choosing to tell which part of the story and not feel repetitive? And, you know, that's how many times you have to go through this each scene. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the logistics of that are just so crazy because you're, yeah. I mean, how many times, because you're in such a small area, you need, much more coverage of everything you're saying because you need to really shape that in post. And mm -hmm. so you're, she's basically going through this thing. Like she was shooting with me, like 50 sh takes of every shot. And like, <laughs> uh, she, uh, that's Correct. a tough thing to do from a, an actor's perspective is to just keep up that intensity for take 20, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, she did a great job of sort of, um, emoting and conveying the fact that it was a claustrophobic space that's definitely uncomfortable i'd have died if i woke up if i woke up in a pod that's it mm -hmm. like that i would have just passed out and died i would have been like yeah give me whatever's in this in this line <clears throat> hurry yeah uh call somebody who the fuck am i gonna call i'm stuck in a pod like just knock me out um i thought that was great you know she did great with that it's just uh I, yeah just like i, I the, felt the story kind of it was it was running in so many different directions and yet nowhere at the same time. And yeah. and that sort of took me out a bit. Again, I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was great. And But I still, I still give credit for, for... I'm glad they made it, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm glad that the, the movie exists. I just didn't think it was like groundbreaking. Or, I felt like it, it had more potential. They could have done more with it. Um, but I always like when people have an oh, unconventional movie was made. Yeah. way of, of and filming. And I hope it does well because I like, yeah. Exactly. One of my favorite films that they did this in, this isn't easy to do, like Buried, for instance, I liked more than I thought I was going to, but I didn't love that film. I wouldn't watch well, it again. You were still hating on Ryan Reynolds at this point in your yeah, life. Yeah, well, because the thing, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Ryan Reynolds hates on himself for the same reason that I was hating on Ryan Reynolds. He's not, like, you don't go to Ryan Reynolds for like an amazing performance. If you need somebody to be a smart aleck, you go to Ryan Reynolds, okay? And at that time, the well, only was, reference that yeah. I'd had was waiting. Yeah. So that was all, again, this was like the Parks and Rec 40-year-old virgin thing, right? When I thought Ryan Reynolds, I'm like the guy from waiting. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking of. Yeah. And so I was like, how the hell is he going to carry this in a dramatic role? It was better than I thought, but I wasn't like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And he blew me away. It's just, it was still Ryan Reynolds. Well, Ryan Reynolds' career was interesting because he started out as like this very funny, quirky, like smart aleck character. Um, very like um, deadpan. Like masters the fucking mm -hmm. deadpan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that kind of dry humor. He's like the, you know. He's but, Deadpool. He's always yeah. going to be Deadpool. But the thing with him is like, he started off that way and then he started to do things like buried and blade mm -hmm. and then he did like one of the haunted they did a, a horror film and he really was trying to get out of that mm -hmm. kind of like i'm a funny guy and now he's kind of like leaning back into that and because that's your bread and butter I right mean. it is but then also i think having that experience of of doing dramatic films and stuff makes you better at what you can do normally so now when he does a role he can bring a lot of like he still has his shtick or whatever but i think he he can add a lot of subtleties into those characters that um 
that can make it feel more well-rounded, not so one note, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, I, I'm, Look, I'm a huge fan of his. I and hope I, I that like... Ryan Reynolds does, does a, a drama and fucking blows me away. Yeah. I, I, I would love for that to happen. I just, it hasn't happened and I don't know that it's going to. I feel like he's, you know, he's who you go for that kind of deadpan comedian and he does great at it. Like who else would be Deadpool? Nobody else yeah. is Deadpool. That was his character and he did great. And I was surprised when they were like, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I was like, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I love Deadpool. It's, it's actually but one of my like favorite Deadpool, comic You look movies. at those moments where he has to be hurt or, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, and he can bring the... He can he bring those real moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I give him that credit. But then even as that character, he takes a dig at himself. Like, you don't go to Ryan Reynolds for yeah. like, you know. Yeah, because that's just kind of not, he's not that kind of actor, I guess, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of accept that. But one of my favorite films that uh, was filmed generally in one location was Wrecked. I was invested from beginning to end with that film. Uh -huh. I thought uh, that. Did I watch that film? Yeah. Wrecked? Yeah. Adrian Wrecked. Brody. Oh yeah, and he's stuck in the car. Oh, yeah, hello. Where are you? Yeah. Um, what the fuck happened to Adrian Brody? I don't know, man. He's a good actor too. Like, what happened? Where? Why is he not in more stuff? I don't understand. Maybe he's a jerk. Lots of people are jerks and are still. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> James Franco made a career out of it. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no kidding. He he may very well be a jerk, but I, I mean, it if could I'm, be his choice. It, you know, this is just like the career path he's been choosing. Maybe he doesn't want to work as much, family or something. You know, it just. <sighs> She he certainly doesn't just, have to. He's got no. You can't say money. you can't say that. You don't know what people do with their money. That's true. You don't know what people do with their money. I'm gonna have to look up. What, oh well, no, he was in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, actually, that's true. We fell off that. We never yeah. finished it. Um, yeah, he was because I remember. Murphy, that's another one. I, I remember right there. being like, "Oh my god, it's Adrian Brody!" <laughs> like, where have you been? And I was so excited that he that he got on that show. I'd like yeah. to see Killian Murphy do a comedy. That would be interesting. He could do it because he's, he's like fucking, he's the deadpan drama he's guy. Probably, he's the opposite of he's like, Ra like Ryan seeing, Reynolds. Opposite. Seeing Killian Murphy and Emily Blunt in the film is like together or yeah, like oh. in Quiet Place too. Like that's oh, yeah, probably yeah. why I'm more excited. I'm so excited to watch them too. Yeah, like, but the, I love it's, Killian it's Murphy. It's a drama, and you like, know they're gonna do. I would like to see them in a comedy together. Yeah, or just him in a comedy. We know she can do comedy. Yeah, she can do anything. <laughs> do you love Emily Blunt? Um, yeah. I, I would I, I don't know if Killian's done any comedy actually. I, I have to go back. I have to go I have to go through the through the list of films and see if there's anything um that he's done that was more comedic. It's it would have probably been like some BBC thing. Yeah. Most likely. Um well anyway, anyway. yeah. I was saying like that, you know, Wrecked was a, a really good concept that it was like that movie I was just invested from the beginning to the end. Yeah. It's just like what is gonna happen? How is he gonna get out of here? And 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 to that point if you had put an actor that wasn't as well versed as Adrian Brody, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. The reason why, like fifty percent of what made that movie so good was that they had the right actor. Mm -hmm. They got the they got the right actor for you know a certain kind of actor. I am saying this as someone who knows I likely couldn't pull off an entire film by myself. I'm not saying this like hey, I'm so great. Uh, by no means. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so the, that that that's what we saw. We saw that stuff. We may have a guest next week. I'm not sure. It may be the following week. Um, hopefully, she's still interested <laughs> because yeah. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah. But I don't want to yeah, say anything yeah. yet because I don't want to jinx, jinx it. it. I'm not going to jinx it. Um, so shout out. Tumograph.com. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out. Um, and uh, yeah, if you have a film, short, what have you, throw it our way. 
And uh, yes, please. You know, thanks for. It's for been a rough year, so listening to us yak about things that we enjoy and then maybe don't enjoy so much. Who knows? Yeah. You never know with us. You never We're know. We're fickle. Fickle. Bye. Bye. Bye.